0: Hey everyone! Welcome to Tech Thought, the show about tech advice, short how-to, and why you should care. This is sort of season three minisode two. It's technically not a minisode anymore, but Jade didn't rewrite the title in the script, so that's what we're calling it now.
1: <laughs> oh, I guess if it's not if it's not the second minisode, it's totally episode 32. Just in case. Anyway, um, I am Jade, the one that was just spoken about. I am the smart one.
0: I'm Art. I'm the cute one.
1: You're so cute. Disclaimer, we are both smart and cute.
0: So, uh, this is another episode that started as a mini-sode and then got too long. It's sort of a little add-on to our storage arc. Uh, We said we wanted to talk about the history of hard drives, so uh, we did. Except that Jade also explicitly banned me from reading the script for this episode, so really it's more she gets to tell me a story for 40 minutes. But before we get into that, I have to plug our after show. Uh, you can find us live on our Instagram every Friday at eight PM ET at Tech Thoughts Podcast, um, and you can also find us on our website, which is
1: techthoughts
0: dot And as always, gay rights. But yeah, now with that out of the way, I'm really not going to stop you here. Just just go. Just just tell me the story.
1: <laughs> All right, cool. Uh, so yeah, the history of hard drives. Let's. Let's set the stage. It's the year 1956. Gays don't yet have those rights, and Morocco just declared its independence from France. Uh, Elvis Presley also just entered the U.S. music charts for the first time, and IBM debuted the IBM 305 Ramac. Yeah, that's catchy. What is that? No, it's what is Ramac. Uh, Yeah, so the, the Ramac is the, quote, random access method of accounting and control. It's a computer equipped with an IBM 350 storage system, the first commercial hard drive. In 1956? In 1956, yes, that's right. Equipped with 50 24-inch platters running at 1,200 RPM, we have the first ever hard drive. The IBM 350 could offer consumers 3.75 megabytes of storage for only $750 USD a month. Uh, Leases only. Leases only. Yes, megabytes. Also, you can only lease it. No Bridges only lease. And that's 7,200 US dollars after inflation month.
0: Okay, wait. So there's so much to unpack there and we've only just started. Need. No, 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 no. no. But okay. So how many platters?
1: Uh, 50. 24 inch platters.
0: How big was this thing?
1: About the size of two refrigerators.
0: no, no.
1: (laughs) Yes, yes. It was 1.5 square meters, 16 square feet.
0: So it, it's it's oh my god,
1: big. It was big.
0: Very big. How loud was it?
1: <laughs> I would imagine fairly loud. Very big, very
0: loud, and only available for leasing?
1: Yeah. And to be fair, you couldn't actually use it without like the whole Remax system, which was 3200 a month. That's 30,000 US dollars.
0: We enjoy shitting on Adobe, damn.
1: Yeah. But look, look, look. I know you were not impressed by the whole 3.75 megabytes thing. Mm-hmm. To be fair, we are literally just coming off of like punch cards and this thing could replace the equivalent of 64,000 punch cards.
0: Okay, yeah, that's that's fair. That that is a lot. Yeah. That is that is that is impressive for the
1: time. Yeah. Also, like most hard drives, and because it is the, kind of the precursor to all the, the modern ones, worked the same way. Magnetic disks had read-write controls on two arms, but they were moved using compressed air, which was controlled by vacuum tubes, which is why they were, ah, in fact, yes, so very old loud. yes, good old-fashioned
0: vacuum tubes.
1: <laughs> yeah, so you were right. They were totally loud. Just just sounds of every couple seconds from the pistons. I hate
0: that. <laughs> How could you even focus on your work in an environment like that? That sounds
1: awful. I highly doubt that your the computer you were working on, and the, you know what? I'm not gonna say that. Maybe people just had stronger wills back then. <laughs> they had to deal with a lot of things, you know, malaria, <laughs> the oppression of their rights.
0: Okay, but like, so were, what, were these the, were these for these were for office spaces,
1: presumably?
0: Yes, businesses. like people didn't have these,
1: of course. Okay of course okay personal computers not yet
0: all right so how do we move on from this
1: oh we're just gonna take a jump we're gonna go straight to 1961 okay yeah so you know 1961 the u.s. just cut off all ties with cuba you know except maintaining a blockade because we're petty uh, like that yeah president john f kennedy just announced his goal of putting a man on the moon by the end of the decade spoiler alert he totally did it and the kkk <laughs> is being the shit out of people because they suck so fuck the kkk can't they kkk is beating
0: the shit out of people apply to most years like if you just threw a random dart at like a year in american history <laughs> i feel like that sentence would still probably apply
1: no you have a point fair enough also in 1961 ibm has announced the ibm 1301 um leap closer to the hard drives of today uh-huh uh, as a side note, what a fucking year 1961 was. The Soviet Union also tested the Bomba, the most powerful nuclear weapon ever tested.
0: Anyway. Oh, uh, you know, it's just, it's those Cold War vibes. You know? You know? <laughs> the, the, we're not, we're just not doing it like the Cold War anymore. <laughs> Look, ideologically, I don't agree with anything going on in the Cold War, but like, it kind of went off with the... Everything. Yeah. I I would say with the aesthetics, but I don't necessarily mean with the aesthetics so much as I mean with the, like, international implications. It kind of went off with the international implications. But anyway,
1: I mean, if you've you missed the Cold War, don't worry, it's still happening. Anyway, the IBM 1301 did a couple of interesting things for its time. One, the disks rotated at a relatively faster 1800 RPM. Additionally, you can now store more data per inch, so you can hold about 19 megabytes of data in this device. In about the same size enclosure as the 350.
0: So it's still It's still refrigerator size. It's just more storage now.
1: Yes. Okay. Cool. Discs were also now separated by air and read-write heads were separate heads and could become much closer to discs, which was benefited by a disc being separated by that small layer of air. Again, a lot Mm -hmm. like today, just big instead of tiny. (laughs) But yeah, it's an overall upgrade to the 350 and it's 350's minor upgrades throughout the years and how expensive was it? Right, so the model one of this thing, meaning one module, one storage module, cost twenty one hundred dollars a month to lease, or it could be purchased for one hundred and fifteen thousand five hundred US dollars. Is that in is that in
0: nineteen sixty one dollars?
1: That is in nineteen sixty one dollars. In today dollars, that is twenty thousand USD to lease and one million one hundred and sixteen thousand eight hundred and forty two dollars and fifty four cents to purchase.
0: I hate that with like every fiber of my being. Yes. $20,000 a month?
1: Yeah, or you could just buy it, you know, a steal at a million so or so.
0: Did money grow on trees back then? Okay, go on.
1: Yeah, I mean, the, there was a Model 2 that costed, like, way more, but we're not going to get into that. Basically, okay. $3,500 back then money to lease and 185000 to purchase. You can do the math yourself. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's fine. We're done with that year. We're moving on. It's 1962. I don't know what happened in 1962, but it's after 1961.
0: When was Kennedy assassinated? Not yet. Not yet. Okay, good no. for him. Go he
1: last. I think. I think he lasted a little bit longer than one year.
0: <laughs> I don't know how long Kennedy lasted. I don't know if he was assassinated in his first or his second term. I just know they killed him, and everyone was mad he, about he, it.
1: He died. We're not. We're not there yet. Okay. <laughs> it happened in sixty three. Anyway. Okay. There we go. I was
0: close. Go fine,
1: on. Fine. Let me rephrase that. It is now nineteen sixty two, and JFK is still alive. <laughs> IBM brought the 1311. It is a much smaller hard drive, about the size of a washing machine.
0: Okay, that's better.
1: Yeah, discs are contained in like these little disc packs, which weigh about 10 pounds and could be removed and swapped. I had not mentioned it, but the IBM 350 weighed about a ton.
0: Oh, jeez.
1: Yes, so now you have a washing machine-sized device that you can put discs in that are only 10 pounds of weight, which can be removed and swapped if you needed more space. They had about twice the storage density of the 1301. That sounds a lot more user-friendly. Right? 68. Memorex creates the first IBM-compatible hard drive that is, in fact, not manufactured by IBM. So we can stop talking about them now.
0: Okay, cool. Yeah, this this is an embarrassing moment to admit that I didn't know IBM did anything other than that one mechanical keyboard that people are obsessed with.
1: Oh, the Model M. It's lovely, yes.
0: Yeah, that's that's the only thing I knew. That I, That's the only thing I could tangibly tell you that IBM did.
1: That's fair, they also made other garbage, but, you know, that happens. Ah, hell, sorry, I dropped the hard drive and landed in March 1973. The IBM 3340 was just announced with a new disc technology called the Winchester. As in the rifle. As in the
0: rifle? Yes. Okay, cool.
1: Because bullets. (laughs) I love America.
0: We We name our computers after our guns, and that is the American way.
1: Yeah, it is. <laughs> You're right. Okay. Incremental changes, but disks now had a capacity of around 30 to 70 megabytes, all depending on mm-hmm. the specific data module for the IBM 3340. There was mostly incremental changes, but the real advancement was putting all of this hard drive tech into a sealed package, like the drives of today. You cannot open them. You're not supposed to. Okay. Yeah.
0: That, that, that seems like a double-edged sword. Yeah,
1: I would think... Like, like right now, it makes a lot of sense. We have gone over how hard drives today, in the in the level of year of 2021, opening up a hard drive casing is probably its death if you're not in a clean room environment.
0: No, yeah, like, that makes sense. I, I, I do think that, like, I don't necessarily think that companies preventing users from doing something that will definitely break their thing is bad design. <laughs> don't get me wrong. It's just, like, the, 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 the hot swappable ones with the disk pack sounded so nice that transitioning to this... Is a little unfortunate, but I guess it probably let them make it make it smaller again, right? Not yet, not yet. Okay,
1: we we are about to do that. In okay. fact, it's now 1980. You know, the year after 1973. Yeah, don't worry about it. Mm-hmm. So IBM just released a gigabyte size drive. No one cares. The fun thing is that this plucky little startup known as Sugar Technology, um, also known as Seagate today, um, oh, just released the ST five hundred six, the first five point two five inch hard drive meant for personal computers wait personal computers existed in 1980 in 1980 yes i know nothing about the history of computers go on let us do a history of computers for you next time
0: no i would i would genuinely love to because i feel like a lot of the (sighs) you're gonna hate me for saying the sentence please don't kill me for saying the sentence we'll see i don't know anything about the history of computers Unless it has to do with Apple. Because I had to watch the Steve Jobs movie in like my econ class or something. So I know about Apple's computers and that's it. And I think that was later than the 80s. If it wasn't, then I'm just really bad at time.
1: You are, to be fair, you're you're not terribly wrong. Uh, personal computers were kind of more popularized by Apple in, like, 83, uh, with the Apple Lisa.
0: Yes, that's what I'm thinking of.
1: Yeah, but there were personal computers beforehand. This is an example.
0: Okay, and this is a drive for personal computers.
1: Yes. Five five and a quarter, 5.25, is the form factor most hard drives come in today. So, like, it was an actual, like, far leap forward, even though it used a different interface, but, uh, like, mm-hmm. a different... A different connection interface between like your computer and the drive than we use today but like still got cool. it. yeah it was also taller like they got the they got the, the the like the width right they got the diagonal dimensions right and then they were just like let's just, <laughs> let's just go up right
0: <laughs> it's like when you improperly resize a photo in photoshop it <laughs> yeah by. it just
1: looks it looks wrong <laughs> if this were a visual show i would show you what it looks like but anyway it only had about, like, 5 megabytes of capacity, but at the time, people weren't doing huge calculations at home. It doesn't really matter, you know? That's fair. What were personal computers even for in, like, the 80s? I would assume, like, I think, like, calculator-esque activities, maybe. Okay,
0: then, yeah, that's fine.
1: I, I do think there were some, like, basic games and crap, but, like, no, it wasn't fun Like, yet. they
0: must have been tiny, yeah.
1: Oh, yeah, it wasn't it wasn't a fun time yet. But yeah, from here, things kind of change in a very incremental way. Capacity goes up, different interfaces come into play. IDE, ATA, SATA, PCIe, you know about this. But then disaster strikes. Disaster strikes. Indeed. Disaster. The hard drives have this kind of blackened period in history. This, uh, this, this dark time. So let's mm-hmm. fast forward one more time. You know, the other year after 1980, 2011. Uh, yeah. It's 2011. This is linear yes indeed so uh 2011
0: oh so i'm sorry i'm having a heart attack realizing that 2011 was a decade ago so go on
1: thanks thanks for that I'm, thanks. <laughs>
0: I'm so if i had to realize it you do too and so do our listeners
1: so a decade ago oh God. <laughs> no 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 <sighs> so 2011 a year until the world ends as promised by the mayans apparently but apparently the earth didn't get the memo: Japan just underwent its worst earthquake in history. Chile's okay volcano, yes. cool, uh, erupted. That's not cool. It was a terrible thing. But I've been pronouncing this for a while now. And Thailand got smacked with severe flooding. It's actually really all kind of terrible. 2011 was a bad year. That last part's also really relevant. Hard drives at the time were mostly being produced in China and Thailand. And as a result of the flooding, hard drive prices increased by about triple because most factories went underwater. Oh, no. Yeah, there were kind of like two drive limits at retail stores. So like, if you wanted to buy anything, you were limited now Uh, and drives got a lot less reliable. In fact, most hard drive manufacturers during this time lowered their warranties from to one year down from the usual three. Seagate, in particular, demonstrated the worst effects from the Thailand crisis. In an independent study by cloud storage service Backblaze, uh, three terabyte Seagate drives from the years 2011 to like mid 2012 failed at a rate of almost 40 percent.
0: Oh God!
1: Yeah, within the year <laughs> to about 23.20 percent. Yes, going down. It drops as 2012 went on. Um, okay. It's bad. So they
0: they they start restabilizing their reliability. But it was really bad. It was
1: really bad. Yeah. The rate array that I had that I was talking about in our NAS episode or our hard yes. drive episode was made of CK3 terabyte hard drives. Oh, no. It was, it was doomed from the start. I'm so sorry. It's fine. But yeah, since then, not much has changed. Hard drives can be filled with helium now since like 2018, which gives them like a modest boost in reliability. That's it. That's all I got. Get lost. Scram.
0: And that's our story for you guys today. Uh, And that's all the time we have. This was fascinating. I understand why Jade didn't want me to read the script. She said she wanted to have my honest reactions. And so there you guys have it. My honest reactions. Um, Which mostly have to do with me having to process very quickly that I don't understand how time works. But, you know, cool stuff! Genuinely, genuinely cool stuff. I would genuinely be happy to do more of these history episodes, especially one with was just like history of computers. I think that's actually a really good basic episode concept that I'm surprised we didn't think of earlier, frankly. But yeah, uh, this was really fun. Uh, I hope you guys enjoyed it. I hope nobody minded me uh, not knowing when the Kennedy assassination was. <gasps>
1: The Kennedy family is very disappointed with you, they're sending us letters as we speak.
0: I'm such a bad Catholic for getting when the first Catholic president was assassinated.
1: Um, you're such a bad Catholic for not remembering Pope John F. Kennedy I's (laughs) death.
0: (laughs) But yeah, if you guys want to watch us mess up history and blaspheme historical figures on the regular, you can check out our after show, uh, where we do a lot of that, weirdly enough. This is not even the first pope joke we've made. But anyway.
1: <laughs> Poop jokes are out. Pope jokes are in.
0: <laughs> our after show is at our Instagram at Podcast. We are live every Friday at 8 p.m. ET, barring unforeseen circumstances. And if you want to see sources for the stuff we talked about in this episode uh, and maybe some pictures, you can check our not description at our website, which is j- techthoughts.gay. Yes. And welcome to 2021, where the gays do have rights. See you guys next week. Bye. Bye.